I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Julia, and we are the Gesso Girls. Here to help navigate the world of art with a mission to inspire you to fearlessly share your work with the world. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Gesso Girls. This is our first episode, and we're going to dive right into the topic nobody seems to be able to escape. Yep, COVID. <laughs> it's the elephant in the room. Uh, COVID has not been an easy time for anyone. Um, I can say for myself, it definitely hasn't been easy. And many as many of us, including myself, have uh, turned to art, and many of us have turned to it in different ways, consumers and artists alike. But at the end of the day, many of us find that art to be an escape and a beautiful way of coping during these uncertain times. Yeah, it really has been a difficult time, just like Aaron said, for so many. But I do know that some people have taken this time to get inspired and be more creative. And I believe, Aaron, you were one of those people, correct? That is true. <laughs> uh, for myself, I use it to not overthink, but just create. I found that being in an office nine to five uh, kind of... Uh, constrain some of my creativity and my energy. I now am able to choose clients to design for and the energy and that extra energy that I have now I can put into my art. I can bring art to life on the canvas, which actually in my opinion for me helps strengthen my design on the computer. Uh, when I'm designing for big brands, you know, there's a rule book, there's style guides. I can't necessarily just do whatever I want, whereas when I'm painting, there's no rule book. I can explore new painting trends, uh, such as I believe uh, Julie and I were talking about this earlier, yeah. the pouring paint the or pour what, paint, whatever that, whatever that <laughs> trend is that neither of us understand. Yeah, well, it was a major fail for myself. Yeah. I did give it a, you know, a go. A solid, uh, a solid, a solid yeah. try. I learned that you should never mix the colors pink, red, and white, and beige, and then yep. pour it onto a canvas. Um, it kind of looks like a slaughter happened. Yeah, there. I called it the slaughtered pig. But you know what? I gessoed over it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> created a new piece of art. But like I said in our first episode, uh, bringing myself back to my canvas really reminded me why I went to art school in the first place. It wasn't just to make ads, but it was to create to spark creativity and challenge my mind in new ways. Something that I have to say for myself, I love being challenged. I don't like when things are always the same. I want to seek the new, try new things. Um, but honestly, during this time, it's also allowed me to reflect and realize I want fine art to be a little bit more than just a hobby, but more of a side hustle. That it has just brought a lot of joy into my life where I didn't even know I was missing it because in my opinion, my nine to five advertising job was still creative, but it was just a different type of creativity. And I was kind of losing that original spark that I had a long time ago. When I look back at my college creative and art, I'm like, how did I come up with that? Uh, you had to be resourceful. I know there's a piece of artwork that I have. And I remember I didn't have any supplies, but I had a lamp. I had an X-Acto knife and I had a printer. And I created artwork out of my lampshade. And that was my project. Oh my <laughs> right? That's awesome. And so, yeah. and I like those, when Sorts you are things, pushed yeah. into those kind of things to try to think of stuff. But I doubt a client ever asked you to make something out of no, a lampshade. I can't no. say they have. But I have made a Skittle suit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> a suit made out of, cool. yeah, that was kind of cool. I had a, um, you know, hold for a moment. I was like, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, uh, but go. I can. It's out there. It's out there. But you know, I work has always been a number one priority to me. And 
I would never turn down a project that my boss gives me and I kind of always made excuses not to pull out the canvas, a pad of paper, which is so simple. Come on, guys, you like sit and eat your breakfast, drink your coffee, doodle on a piece of paper, bring mm-hmm. that creative juice out there. But it's really reminded me that I need to stop making excuses and saying that it's too much work to paint, it's too messy because it ultimately brings me the joy and fulfills me in ways that I forgot myself until these uncertain times. And I have to say, I am kind of grateful for that. I, I relate to that 100%. I think that for so many of us, it's such a, you know, like you said, that excuse of the mess, the time mm-hmm. is so real. And now that we have COVID going on, it's like, the time might be there again. And the time is know, messy. So why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's all messy, you might as well. That's great. I'm really glad that you kind of got back into painting again. Yeah, me too. It's a, uh, yeah. you know, takes it's a process. And I think that's something yeah. I'm learning too is that there's a lot of people that have already established kind of their aesthetic. And I've established my aesthetic in the digital world, but now it's trying to find my aesthetic and what I want to paint and love to paint uh, for canvases and in that more fine art space but and that's really exciting it's an exciting spot to be in I think a lot of people get frustrated when they're in that phase but it's really it's fun and you have such a strong background too that hopefully you know you can approach it with more of that lighthearted, fun discovery you know perspective that maybe you didn't have when you were doing it under the stressful scenario of working for clients oh absolutely I mean love my clients love that corporate world but it's nice to have another world and escape to go to. Um, With that, I mean, enough about me, Julia. (laughs) Would you say that you turned to art during this time? Or how would you say your experience has been with COVID? Uh, I know a lot of changes have happened in your life very recently, actually. Uh huh. I would love to come on here and say, yes, I was so (laughs) creative. I never painted more in my entire life. And here's my whole new body of work. But Unfortunately, no, not the case. Um, My world was really rocked by COVID. And I think it really was weird timing too, because right when COVID was happening, I was moving out, moving to the city and moving in um, with my boyfriend, Kirk, um, for the first time. And it was just really stressful. It was like, okay, suddenly we're thrown into this whole different routine, way of living you know now I was living at home and now money was a bit more of a stressor Mm -hmm. too because it's like I know I'm paying my rent everything a lot lot changed and also like not only were Kirk we like living together it's like now okay let's (laughs) give you guys a 24-7 relationship before it was like you know we see each other on the weekends occasionally during the week and now it's like okay every single day every single minute let's see how you work together and honestly we did great our our relationship really i feel like was great doing that but it was a, had to be a focus because mm-hmm. i i so i didn't have time for art i was trying to move settle in and just was really stressed with like the world at large too so i would say at least for the first like month or two more like two if i'm being honest was more introspective than productive i would say I did have a realization about a month ago, maybe no, a little more than that now, but that I wanted to do art full time, which I don't think would have happened had mm-hmm. I not had that time to really think life over um, and get to a really good place in other parts of my life, Absolutely. Um, despite everything else going on, that I could make the decision like career-wise that I needed to make. The world, I think, pre-COVID 
moved at rapid speed and I think that also causes like you get so caught up in getting going to work coming home work on relationships that being at home and focusing on that relationship also gave you that time to reflect on your journey as a human and where I mean like I said that's where I found the joy for me and I feel like that's kind of where it kind of gave you that final like reassurance and validation of you know what let's do it Right. It's like if I, if everything else is stripped away, if I'm going to be home all day, what kind of – and I don't have, like, fun coworkers or whatever, like, what am I going to – what do I want to do all day? And that kind of became, like, the big question. And, like, what do I see myself doing five years from now? And, like, the answer kept being art. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm kind of done doing the means to the end. I just want to do the end. And so I kind of just – I did it. And it was scary and it sounded like a crazy time to do that but it kind of wasn't until I made that decision that like my the floodgates of creativity kind of opened mm-hmm. up and I felt like really inspired to make work again um so it kind of was interesting it was like I had to make that big life choice and change in order to get back on track and not that that's the case for everybody like but that was for me and where I was at that I had to like fully commit and I'm mm-hmm. kind of that person I'm a little bit of an all or nothing all or person nothing. I hear you. yeah which I I love and hate about myself no I think it's great um, I'm someone who I'm not happy I know I'm the only one that can control my happiness so I will do whatever it takes to make those changes and sometimes people are like whoa, that was, uh, for example, we just sold our condo in the city um, because we were just kind of like, this doesn't make sense for us to live in a high rise. Let's just sell it. And we sold it. And now we don't have a place to live right now. It's like, well, this is great. (laughs) like, wait a second. I was like, oh, shoot, this backfired. (laughs) Didn't think this through. So we're out. uh, So Julia and I are remote right now recording. So we're in uh, closets and uh, bedrooms, uh, childhood bedrooms, um, recording. So if you do hear animals, trains, Right now, no. like, I think a motorcycle is, like, going by. I can, like, see out the window, so. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I just know, like, we're true people. <laughs> we're yep. human. Yeah, and, yeah, so I don't also want to come on here and be, like, creative during COVID. Like, I was so creative, and every here's all, like, the happy sunshine and rainbow story, like, now. <laughs> no, I made a painting no. called The Slaughtered The Slaughter. <laughs> yeah, and I and I made, like, next to nothing until, like, about a month ago. So um, <laughs> these are all tips in Retro, like in hindsight, yes, at least for me. Um, but I think going forward, we're all, I mean, we're all still, COVID still happening, obviously. So this, you know, applies to now, not just back then. But as the world is like settling down again, and this, I mean, I really hate this term, like the new normal, but mm-hmm. like, you know, as this is sort of becoming like a new normal, it's like, how do we continue on our creative journeys together? And personally, like, I think another thing too that really stumped me or I was starting to feel down about was like a lot was changing just in terms of the way I had been operating with art and Mm -hmm. selling my work as well so all my art festivals were canceled Um, I know that's yeah yeah literally all of them were canceled actually actually I've not updated you on this I do I am going to be participating one art festival that I got into it's not virtual but I'm putting my art in like a shop window Oh, and cool. I install oh, it. Awesome. it. So it's in Lake Forest. And I'm actually very excited about it because Lake Forest Art Festival was a festival I had not gotten into um, the past like three times I tried. And this year I actually got in. I was Congrats. really excited. This it's was like so fun innovative too. I know. Yeah. Like, talk about a festival that's like being resourceful. <laughs> they were like, we're doing this thing. We're doing it. And the crazy part too is like, I didn't have to pay for it. That's really nice of them. They just I, are like doing it for I mean, those that aren't familiar with how festivals you normally work. Normally pay, yeah, Julia. Spot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, I mean, you get in, and then it's like, fork up the money. You know? And then like, you just cross your fingers that enough paintings sell that you break sell, even. <laughs> that it's worth it. Yeah, literally, honestly. It's, it's too real. We'll have a whole fest. We'll have a whole yeah. segment on art festivals. But yeah, so that was really awesome. Um, and I'm that, on Monday, I'm, I'm uh, actually putting my work up there. And then... I'll probably post about it and tell you more. But anyway, so yeah, that's exciting. That's the only art festival-ish type thing I do, but I can't be there to sell it. Yeah, talk about your art. Like a couple hours when other artists aren't there (laughs) to like stand outside the window and like talk about my art if anybody walks by. And I'm like, so anyway, I've had to shift to the online space and that has been really great. But also challenging because all I've really known is selling my art in person yeah. and having people see it for themselves first, which makes sense. I mean, people want to see what they're going to see on their wall oh, yeah. in person. Think about people buying clothes. On, a lot of people don't buy clothes online because they, it's not what they think it is in real life. So well, you that, face that so challenge. Much, and there was so much resistance to the shopping with clothes online at first. Oh, yeah. You remember like, and now those, I don't even go into it and store. now you like you don't even think twice about it so it, it's one of those things that like I don't think we're gonna think twice about in Absolutely. like a year from now buying art online but right now it feels weird it is new it's new and I think that also the commission thing too is weird because mm-hmm. I used to go to clients houses and see the room it was gonna go in and it would help me get inspired but you know we do have this awesome thing called a phone and we mm-hmm. can take pictures and I can, you know, FaceTime. get a good feel. I can FaceTime, whatever. And I've done that. Um, so there are workarounds that I think we're all adjusting to in this space. And yeah, it's been a good experience. I'm still getting better at it. Um, and we'll probably dive more into what sort of tricks and tips, you know, especially Erin, because she has a marketing background, might have about it. But Another big thing for me, too, with this whole COVID thing was just this fear that people wouldn't want to buy right now, which is actually not true. People are home, and they're realizing that they have blank space on their walls. Yeah, they're tired Um, of looking at that blank space. And they're tired of looking at the blank space, and they want to make their home feel comfortable and cozy, and like it's their space now. Um, So art's a really great way to do that. And I've noticed a lot of people who were spending money on like gym memberships or Mm -hmm. buying clothes for work now are like, okay, I'll dedicate my money to buying other things. And I've actually had a customer tell me this before. Like, yeah, they're decided they want to spend more money on art rather than clothes. People have money that they want to spend that they can't spend because they can't go do the thing. So yeah, it's, there's an illusion of scarcity that it doesn't really exist. Yeah. And with that, like, remember your worth. I think that's something that I've learned a lot being in a digital space and advertising space. I've gone out on my own. I'm a freelance graphic designer um, on the side and I talked to a couple people in the industry and that was the biggest thing that we talked about was just knowing your your worth and your value. Your knowledge and your work is just as valuable now as it was pre-COVID. So don't decrease your prices because you think people can't afford it or decrease it because it's better than nothing. Um, think about what you would have charged for a painting or your design services January or last summer at this time, would you have been saying, actually, I'll take $30 off or I'll be $10 less an hour? No, because people were going to pay you what they know you're worth. And I think Mm -hmm. people really need to stick to that. If you don't know your value, then who, or if you don't value yourself, who will? You have more experience now than you did last summer. So not not to (laughs) jack up the prices, but like, you know, definitely 
no need to decrease. Absolutely. And that's like, speaking of like jacking up the prices, we're definitely not saying like, don't be unreasonable. Don't try to like sell things that are just not normal. (laughs) Yeah. Be reasonable, but try maybe offering something, uh, a limited time offer, keyword there, limited. Um, Make sure that it's not always that, but it's maybe a weekend sale, Labor Day sale. Uh, See how your clients respond to that. And maybe your clients, they're like, you know what, this is a great deal in value and I'm going to buy it. And Mm -hmm. you may then get that returning customer because they were able to afford your artwork at that price, but then they'll save up or they'll think about ways of where, like Julia was saying, some people stop spending their money on clothes that aren't necessary anymore. Maybe that fund goes to their uh, art fund, their art budget. Um, We need more of that. That should be on like all those apps. It should say art. Art budget. Art yes, budget. I think that they're that there's needs like to home, become more normal. It's like home, but I think they need like an art budget. Art budget in there. Yes. I mean, I even budget for that stuff myself. Even when it comes to I, a lot of the art I create, I actually hang in my home. Um, I also, of course, like to support other artists and put them yeah. in my gallery. But I budget for my supplies and stuff to then create more art mm-hmm. for my and, home. And good art's not just for rich people. Like, no. I don't know why there's that illusion. Like there are so many artists who can who do work that maybe it's not the largest painting they have but mm-hmm. they do they do a watercolor or print or something different mediums that is a, at your price mm-hmm. point you know like think most artists they have different you know entry points for people um absolutely i mean or if you don't prints. right now like you know try and find that you know yeah. entry point for people and i think that's even something when it comes to like prints and obviously this is a whole another topic that we could yeah. talk about forever we could talk about price pricing which we will that. get to yeah we'll but just episode. for now make sure you guys understand your worth and don't decrease your worth during this uncertain times um because we want to make sure you know that and that you are getting yeah. good out of it just because the world's crazy doesn't mean you have to suddenly like sacrifice sit, yeah. sacrifice it. And I know like you want it, like we said, want to be sympathetic, but I mean, I would say even when unemployment rate was at its highest, there's still more people are employed than unemployed. And you can look at the glass, you know, mostly full than mostly, you know, than mostly empty. And there are still people who want to, you know, yeah. have your work hanging in their home. Yeah. And so in, in that same regard, I would say there's just been a lot of changes mm-hmm. with COVID that I've seen that are in the art world specifically. And one of those is, like I said before, buying art in person is not really a thing right now. Specifically, galleries, like kind of RIP galleries. I know. They're already struggling. And I know they are, but I also think it was an inevitable thing. Like, sorry for anybody who has a gallery who's listening to me. Like, Like, I do like galleries. I just think the kind of the time of, like, going to a gallery Mm -hmm. to buy a painting it doesn't the model's not really working anymore mm-hmm. like especially the in younger generations right i think are yeah. shifting just how I we shop i can't think of a young person i know that's been like yes i went to the gallery last weekend and i bought a painting it's like no i mean it sounds very glamorous <laughs> it sounds very glamorous but like nobody's really doing that and i think that there's a way though that we can not you know this can be a positive thing mm-hmm. like cuz think about it this way galleries like how many people at one time do you ever really see in a gallery? Like, I can't remember the last time I went by and saw more than, like, two people in a gallery at one, who weren't there for, like, a showing, right? Right. Um, like, a grand opening or... A grand yeah. opening. Even then, maybe you'll get, like, if, a good, if it's a good opening, mm-hmm. you might get, like, 100 people. We are basically at a point right now where now we can post something and 
Like you can thousands. get like thousands of people to look at what you're pa- what you're posting or what you're painting, and that's humongous. I mean, you have more eyes on your work than ever now, and I think there's a way to leverage that maybe mm-hmm. that we aren't taking advantage of at the moment because we have this in our head that we have to people have to see it in person, people have to know me more, people, whatever. And you can create that sort of connection and level of like intimacy, if you will, with your customers online. You know, give it away to Erin right now because she has a lot of tips on this just from her experience in marketing and advertising. Yeah. Yeah. So use give this, us all your knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> use this time to your advantage. Um, knowing that people are spending more time on their computers and on their phones, scrolling and looking at stuff. Use that. There's so many successful successful ways of marketing your work. But first and foremost, you have to be a part of the community. Be active on social media. Send out emails to your clients. Share new work. Ask clients for reviews. You got to act as a business. Obviously, when you're an artist, there's a little bit more heart and soul that's poured into it, an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you learn through time to kind of put a little bit of a barrier that you put your art into the canvas. But then when it comes to the business side, you're a professional and that means contracts, whatnot. Well, that's a whole nother monster. But at the same time, I really want to make sure that you're sharing your art by sending out emails being saying, look at this new piece of artwork. Maybe this is a different style that your uh, audience isn't used to seeing. Well, maybe it's not for them, but they know people and word of mouth is everything. Yes, social yeah. media and the digital world is so powerful, but at the end of the day, making that imprint on your clients, it's going to take it so far. Art is a process and so is buying art. Be understanding of that and make sure that you understand that art is an investment for some people because mm-hmm. it is so valuable. People yeah. are going to take the time to research who you are. They're going to ask you questions. Maybe they can't afford it right now, but it doesn't mean that they won't come back in a month, two months um, for a commission-based painting. Maybe I they love you your work. Many, can't tell you how many times this happened to me. Like, But one time, I had a really large painting. I have like one painting normally that's like my showstopper, mm-hmm. kind of. like There's like a really big one in the back of the tent. And... It was really interesting because I I don't remember this couple at all, but they apparently saw my work there. I was in Charlevoix, Michigan at an Mm -hmm. art festival. They apparently saw my work. They were just going through. They didn't, I guess, have... It was an um, an investment for them, so they didn't want to make the choice right away. But I guess they had then started following me on Facebook, and it was about, like, three months later, I randomly got an email that I was, like, one of my largest paintings had just been bought. And I was, like, this doesn't really happen normally. <laughs> like, I mean, normally on the internet, it's, like, I, the smaller things. Yeah. Um, it's and, more so, of a awareness, check the box kind of thing to have your website and stuff like that. Right, Whereas now right. it's, you know, it's shifted. So they came back and they bought that painting, like, three months later because they, I guess, had, were, like, had saved up and just, and decided they wanted it. It's so, awesome. It's awesome. Like, it really does happen. Like, it's not just like, just keep working and eventually they'll come back. It's like, no, they do. They do. They do do come back. And (laughs) for all we know, those people went back to their home, wanted to measure stuff out and see if it would fit in their space. Um, And I think that's something that as artists, we need to be aware of that not everyone is visual and as creative. And sometimes they need you to show them a little bit of how to... um, show off that artwork. So when it comes to social media or your emails, let's say your email isn't about a sale, you can always send an email out that's showing your canvas or artwork in a different environment to show how you can Mm -hmm. style it, show it in different frames. Let's say it's a print, show it in a white frame, show it in a a wood frame, metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can hit different audiences. It can show them creativity that they probably didn't even know 
existed. So I think that's something to really think of is really showing that piece of artwork in a real life situation. I understand you want to get that thumbnail out there and put it on for your gallery when you're purchasing it. But when it comes to social media Mm -hmm. or when it comes to email uh, marketing, show it in a lifestyle form if you can. Um, Consider making it in different mediums. Maybe you want to send people, let's say someone buys your artwork, make a bunch of postcards with one of your prints and write a personal note saying, thank you so much. Uh, I I hope you enjoy this. Um, I think that goes a long way, just having a handwritten note. And it's kind of like a little extra bonus piece of artwork. Maybe they'll put that on their desk or put that some, I mean, I guess desks in office don't help right now, but (laughs) if it wasn't, uh, when people do return back to their office, I can tell you so many times I have artwork that's up. People are like, oh, where'd you get that? Or what's that? I'm like, oh, it's just like, this came in with this thing I bought. Uh, and then they're interested in it. And we're not all big brands, um, that have tons of marketing budget, but let me tell you, there are so many innovative and creative ways and attainable ways that you can improve Mm -hmm. your marketing. I mean, just try something small, see if it works and if it doesn't move on. That's also the beauty of social media in just digital world is there's a beautiful thing called the delete button. So if you post something and then later realize, you know what, no one was really engaging with it, um, remove it. Ask people questions. Maybe you post a painting and you say, help me name it. Get people like doesn't mean that you're actually going to name it, but it just gets people engaged and becomes part of the process and the community. And I think that's just so important to selling your art. Yeah. And just, yeah, like the whole community aspect is humongous. And another thing too is in line with selling your work and creating that level of connection is people want to get to know you too. They obviously want to get to know the work. They want to see your face like, you know, before in a gallery, if we're going back to that, there was an attendant who would come up and be like, this painting was by so-and-so and and they Mm -hmm. live here and they, whatever, they'd give some sort of background about the piece and the person. Um, You got to be your own gallery attendant person Mm -hmm. or whatever. You have to be your own. Share your story. Basically explain the work to people, but also talk about you and yourself. Like there's very much a demand for authenticity on the internet. And I think that the the more that you show yourself and your own words, the more people are going to feel like they know you and feel more comfortable buying work from you. However, this being said, don't make it all about you. Once again, tie it back to a community. Um, they want to feel like they know you. They don't want your ego. Exactly. Though, if that makes oh, yeah. sense. You I don't can... want that like artist ego coming through real strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's not... Keep that at bay. <laughs> Keep that at bay. Yeah. Yeah. And also like Aaron was saying before, it's, and I was saying about the, re- the customers who come back or the repeat customers, it's those followers you have, even if you only have a hundred followers, like mm-hmm. those followers turn into customers, you mm-hmm. know? And so you need to be really responsive and, att- you know, pay attention to them and respond to their needs. Make them you know, feel like important. you would have so- like you would They're if human. someone was physically in your mm-hmm. shop, physically in your tent, like you'd talk to them, you'd say hi. You'd you wouldn't turn your back and ignore you- them. Exactly. Exactly. And you're going They've to entered- have those trolls on social media. It's just, unfortunately, the world that we live in there are going to people that are going to critique your artwork. ignore them <laughs> ignore them it's not with your energy just say i'm sorry you feel that way or just don't say anything at all yeah yeah but the people who are worth mm-hmm. talking to yeah treat them like they've just entered your gallery and it's not you know you want to say hello and talk to them um 
-hmm. And yeah, so this is obviously all applying to people who are trying to actively sell art right now. But there's also a really big group of people, of customers, who are maybe they were the customers of art, but now they have extra time on their hands and they're shifting towards also wanting to learn the craft Mm -hmm. and crafting and doing all, you know, like we mentioned earlier, like the pouring paint thing or yeah. whatever people, people are doing. People are at home. Um, they need things to do. They want things to do. And so as artists, too, we can also shift towards teaching and educating. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're not coming for your job. <laughs> you know, like they're not they're not trying to replace what you do no. better than you necessarily. They just want some hobbies right now. And maybe eventually their hobby will turn into a passion that turns into a business. But people just, you know, want some things to do. I have friends who have bought needlepoint things right now and they've never needle pointed in their yeah. life you know and they're just doing it to do it so take advantage of that new interest and start maybe shifting towards educating people yeah i think that's great i think right now people are trying to find new ways to places ways to escape things to do something maybe they couldn't have tried before but now they can or something that they don't feel as open or exposed that if they maybe they are more comfortable doing a virtual art class where not everyone can see their scribbled out or scratches or their retakes of their God, creativity. I loved that in right? school, quite honestly. <laughs> like that was the most stressful part. It was like standing in a circle and like seeing everybody oh do my what gosh, you're doing. Yeah. And there's somebody next to you who's like the next, you know, Van Gogh and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, like oh, I will <laughs> never forget. When I had a, my first, it was a nude drawing class, like, you know, the figures. First of all, of awkward enough. You know, awkward always. enough. And my teacher was standing over my shoulder. And I was just so uncomfortable to even start because I didn't know where to start. I'm like, what yeah, do I draw right? first? It's like, you don't want to start at a certain spot where it's right. like, why are you starting there? <laughs> exactly. You start overthinking it. And I was like, this is just so uncomfortable. And I had the worst angle in view. I mean, I apologize for the model that I was drawing because they were at eye level laying down with their feet facing me with one leg up. I Enough said. Enough yes. Said. And it was a male model. And right. I really did not know how to start this perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> I was like, literally, I've I've been there, done that too. Yeah. yeah, we could have like an R-rated podcast. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, the new drawing. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, we've I've seen things no one should see. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't think that person will ever know that they have a mole right there. Nope, nope, probably not. Because <laughs> as no. an artist, I mean, you have to remember, like, as artists, the human body, it's beautiful. I, some of my best work came from um, new drawing. I absolutely love it. So don't ever think that when we talk about this stuff, it's all... Really criticizing or thinking it's weird. Because it's not weird. You have to do it. It's It's, part of it. It's beautiful. um, But it's definitely just a a learning curve of realizing that the human body is a form of art, not just a sexual identity. And I think that's something that you really learn in art school, that at first Mm -hmm. you're uncomfortable and you're like, oh, but then eventually like, oh, the curves and look at this. But yeah, so as we shift over there... Learning and teaching right now is just an invaluable, I think it's invaluable. Maybe you don't teach, we're not advocating teach new drawing classes. Yeah, let's not do a virtual Because that might go into a space we don't want. But (laughs) might get you in trouble. Might get you in trouble. We're not really sure how that would work out. But But share your techniques. Share some other techniques, you know, maybe do some, you know, other, there's so many trends right now basically yeah if you're we've seen on the internet maybe we could talk about all the different oh yeah so many let's okay we have to talk about this one crafting trend that is just 
hit the nation and it's definitely crafting it's tie-dye um I have even considered trying it well you know what's really funny is I had no idea until you told me I was like I oh my why? gosh wait is it really blowing up like, I have no idea it's everywhere really like, they're sold out of tie-dye kits everywhere really yeah that's so weird and people are selling them I know a couple people that they're not quote-unquote artists but they've tapped into their creativity and style and they've been doing tie-dye um yeah. I, a tie-dye obviously like I believe in all these are all of our own thoughts and opinions um mm-hmm. all ages uh it's something yeah. that family can do it's something that others can do I've seen some beautiful like tea towels I've seen some beautiful mm-hmm. art come out out of these tie-dyeing yeah. and not just you know the typical tie-dye t-shirt or sweatshirt yeah but people like, are tie-dyeing techniques. socks Oh yeah. yeah, that I'm. I yeah. don't know, but I know that there are yeah. like some pretty intense, like, and creative techniques you can do with tie dyeing. And this is not tie dyeing, but it's also just brought to mind. Like, I have a friend. She's a really awesome, amazing artist, and she has done more like you know, paints on painting on mm-hmm. canvas, painting on, um, you know, watercolors, more traditional, paint, more traditional things. But she recently started painting on the backs of jackets for people, like oh, her cool. friends, and um, it's really taken off. Like, it's really been people love it. It's and like my lampshades. Why aren't people calling me to create art with their lampshades? Exactly. <laughs> lampshades, yeah, you can exactly. Yes, yeah, so, hey, that's the new trend. It's You're starting being it. resourceful. Think, right look here, around what right you now, have. Yeah, on the Jessica Girls podcast, we claim that trend. <laughs> yeah, um, the lampshade, the lampshade trend. But so yeah, I mean, there's been a lot that's come out. Like I said before, I have friends who like. God, I, I feel they're not they're not not creative people, but they're people who I've never known to do anything creative. Mm-hmm. If that they makes don't sense. identify them, they do not as identify creatives. as creative people, and they like start taking up needlepoint. It's a good way to start, you know, because it's like okay, there's a system mm-hmm. here, uh, you know, somebody it's else is drawing. It's repetitive. If you want to get really crazy, there's I've seen people doing like carvings yeah. and then resin stuff, which that stuff scares me. I'm scared. Oh yeah, we were resin. talking about that because you can't. Um, there's no undo the fumes they're, they're, oh. like I, I think there needs people need to be like have some more disclaimers be like don't try this at home no don't like because <laughs> it's like that's like know some what you're real doing stuff that's some real <laughs> stuff but yeah and then another thing too we were talking about was yeah carving the but carving. Then also like printmaking but you carve into the rubber you know it's like carving into you might have done it when you're in high or school i'm really like yeah. making this sound very elementary it's not but it's not it can be really intense you can and take, beautiful. yeah you can take um i think we took erasers or some sort of like eraser block and we carved into it um yeah. i'm sure there's an actual material that you use to close i can yeah, really just describe is. it as like an eraser <laughs> i did for the record i did take some printmaking classes when i was in art school but I never really did that kind of printmaking. I did like screen print. Uh, I did the traditional like, I like, did, like rolling etching. print. Well, I did etching, you know. But then you, but you need a press to do that. Like yeah. this is more like a stamp. You don't need a press. Yeah. Like you we just need your own, you know, your own uh, elbow grease to do it. Yeah. But basically, um, yeah, that stuff scares me. Tension to detail. I can't undo. Oh yeah, you can't I need undo a, it. I need to be able to gesso it. I need an un, I need just an undo button. <laughs> um, You'll hear yeah, that a lot, yeah, everyone. Our yeah. undo is just gesso it. And here's another thing too. I think some people are like, oh, well, the crafting phase is like mm-hmm. ending from quarantine. I'm like, no, people, people, listen to me. Winter is coming. Can't but get tie dye now. Just wait until winter hits. <laughs> winter is coming. People are not gonna have stuff to do. Like I'm already thinking about it guys i was stock up i was measuring for a christmas tree yesterday i'm not kidding i didn't think about i don't even know where my christmas tree is right now 
I know. I was measuring. I'm like, do I buy, do I buy an artificial Christmas tree? Do I buy a real Christmas tree? I I am thinking (laughs) of things to do at that time of year now. Because I'm like, I know, I know there are not going to be as many places to go to. (laughs) At least, at least through the end of this year, there's going to be, you know, restaurants are not going to be able to seat as many people inside. That's true. Or, you know, yeah, that is true. Which, like, I feel sad about for them. I mean, there that's the same with fitness. Like, uh, fitness, yeah, you can't I'm actually, do the outdoor yoga yeah, stuff, exactly. Whatever. I'm a yoga instructor in Chicago, and we're allowed to do a lot right now because we can go outside. Once yeah. we get, I mean, think about the winters in the past, that how many people yeah. stop going to the gyms just in general. You guys are going to start doing, like, snow yoga. So, <laughs> I wonder how many calories you can burn if you're bundled in like <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's do headstands hey at least you won't like hurt hey, yourself hey it's soft soft landings soft, soft landings, landings. Yeah. Um, but yeah so there's just a lot going on in the world and just so much crafting that it's just really cool to just see how COVID's brought out some creativity in people that might not have identified themselves with creativity with, as being creative um but we encourage all you artists to really share your knowledge that during this time yeah um, people still gonna want it they're gonna be bored it. people bored. also will pay for it um mm-hmm. we're not just saying go out there teach everyone everything you know uh, it free, is valuable yeah. uh you yeah. can definitely create zoom classes create things that can be downloaded uh if you're an illustrator create a a book that people can draw in or prompt people to do doodles it doesn't have to be something that you're gonna see in the mca it can be something a little bit you know right and you know what we have to rethink a bit even us like you know i mean Mm -hmm. i i hesitate to ever call myself like a fine art person because i feel like i need like (laughs) my pinky up or something and like your tea in your hand and my tea in my hand but anyway i um kind of get over yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like people people are crafting right now they yeah. want it give the people what they want like yeah, you know yeah. give them give them some tools like teach them how to fish it's okay to you know lower yourself a little if, if you mm-hmm. want to even call it that to make extra money like teaching and at a level that's not like fine art that's and for you everybody. might also find teaching is very difficult And you may find that you are an amazing artist and teaching is just very hard for you to express that. So don't get discouraged either. I also recommend try. uh, You can also teach younger children. I know so many people are cooped up with their kids and they both Oh my gosh, kids. Do a Zoom. Like just start to get comfortable. I feel far more comfortable teaching children. Oh yeah, they don't judge. because they don't judge like than I ever probably not ever they'll call you out though they'll be like you didn't color in the lines oh it's art (laughs) yes it was intentional Timmy um Timmy (laughs) so no yeah start start with the children start with start maybe even start doing it you know we just said don't know know your value but maybe do it for free first time yeah friends and family try that out see if it's for you so you build that confidence and then spread all that knowledge and joy with the world yeah so there's a lot there's a lot here it covid has not stopped the art world entirely um, no dm us like chat us chat us up if you guys have any questions on or ideas yeah because like, also like we're doing this thing too so if you have some really innovative ideas that you've come up with during covid to you know make some extra money at art or just a creative project you've done that's really cool we want to see it. Maybe we'll feature you. We should start yeah. doing that. We'll we feature, feature you or we'll bring Instagram. you on here. Um, 
Or if you want us to teach you something. We can't teach you how to do a podcast because we're still learning ourselves. Oh, yeah, we don't. We, don't. <laughs> we the technical difficulties, guys, it's been unreal, but we, we're doing it. It's fine. But we are, <laughs> yes. We clearly are better with paintbrushes and other things than once really, microphones and Once again, ironic, output. too, I did take audio classes oh, yeah, in I art school. I did. And I, I'm, I've been humbled by this experience, let me just tell you. <laughs> I mean, I took a metals making class and I could tell you I would not even know how to, where to begin. So I can no. understand not it's knowing right. what it's to been, do It's right been a now. minute. It's been a little bit since I've, since I've done this, but yeah. So that's our, that's like creative during COVID, I feel. It's been, it's been interesting and it's ongoing. So we will, we will continue to have little tips on, you know, how to keep inspired when the world is sometimes burning before our yeah, eyes. I mean, and just remember, uh, you are the only one in control of your creativity and everything is uncertain. So you know what? Go for it. Use this time to tap in and, and discover that creativity that you may not have known you had. Or for someone that's a little bit more of a serious artist, try something new. Uh, yeah. Not to say that it has to be your career path or a shifting career path. Or I say challenge yourself in that digital marketing space. Yeah. You're, you're worth it. Share your art with the world. Yep. And I personally, I'm gonna try something new. I have terrible handwriting, and I think I'm gonna try calligraphy. I'm, I'm saying it. this on the I'm saying this on the podcast, so I hold myself accountable. accountable. I've but, tried it. I have oh, all this. Okay. Stuff. I've tried it like four times. It's right. I. That's the digital person in me. I'm like, I can just do it on my computer. <laughs> yeah, that that might be end up, that might end up being what happens. But anyway, no, go for it. It's a beautiful I'm gonna art. Try, I'm gonna try art. it. So yeah, anyway, keep learning new things. Um, take this time to learn. And also, you know, teach them how to fish, guys. Like, go out there and, sh- you know, share what you know. Yeah, and share what you some... know, share it with us. And we'd yeah. love to promote whatever you're teaching people right now. Follow us at Gesso Girls, And don't forget us to leave us a review because we are new and reviews are everything and more to us right now. Exactly. All right. Well, this is, concludes our first full full-length episode, and we'll be back on hopefully soon. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)